0: You're listening to the Forrester techno Politics Podcast, inspiring commentary and intelligent insight from experts in the thick of it. Hi everyone, I'm Mike Walteri, Principal Analyst at Forrester Research, uh, role I serve as application development. I am here
1: with Mike Facemeyer, also a Senior Analyst in the App Dev and
0: Delivery Team. Yeah, and we're going to talk about mobile. Um, we're first, we're going to talk about the Google I.O. conference, which is kind of the granddaddy of all conferences. But uh, Both Mike and I attended that conference last month, June 26. If it
1: weren't the granddaddy before, it definitely is now. I, I don't bear, know about that. Uh, well, I don't we'll, know. We'll talk uh, about uh, that. Yeah, we
0: will talk about <laughs> that. Uh, the second thing we'll talk about, uh, I want to bring up the debate about mobile development native versus HTML. Now I know that you're a big advocate of native development. Absolutely. Uh, so I want to know why. Sure. <laughs> and I want to know uh, why you would why, why, why people should do native application development. And then third, let's talk about Microsoft. Why like, not? Why, yeah. I mean, uh. do they have any momentum in mobile? Yep. Uh, who else could develop mobile applications? So sound good? That sounds like a good topic for today. All right, well, let's talk about Google I.O. Um, Google I.O. started on June uh, June 27th in San Francisco, of course, at the Moscone Center. Number one, have you ever been at, to the Moscone Center? I have. It's been probably
1: 12 to 13 years ago, but it was very similar to what I remembered. 12
0: or 13 years? How old are you? Yeah, I, I, okay. I, I was just born. <laughs> All right, what,
1: what, what,
0: what did you attend there? I was there for Java One.
1: I was there for some IBM events that I
0: was uh, speaking at w- in my youth. Okay. Yeah. Well, the Google I/O conference was there because it needs a big venue. There were six thousand people there, and uh, this is one of the geekier conferences. And some say it's the granddaddy of all application development conferences.
1: Absolutely, no. It was uh, it, it was definitely exciting. I'm sure the overall IQ of the area around the Moscone was elevated for for three days because it was full of, uh, of folks in, in ripped jeans, t-shirts, uh, <laughs> not overly bathed a lot of times, but uh, you know the the the, the, edu- that, the That's educational your idea quality. of a high
0: IQ? Oh, absolutely. Like smelly programmers? Absolutely. Right. You
1: know, remind me of college.
0: So um, have you ever attended that conference? This is the first time I attended.
1: It was the first time I've attended in person. Yeah. I've, uh, I've spent a good bit of time. It, 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 every year, actually, I would take vacation to sit at home and watch the events that they showed live. And then as Wait I was... Wait a minute.
0: You actually took vacation from your job?
1: To watch the Google. To watch I.O. this online. Absolutely. So you know, hopefully, hopefully that'll help establish some some Greek geek cred among your your listeners uh, of me here. But um, it it's it's extremely educational to get the insight from Google from Google's people about the products they create. Obviously, I'm most interested in the the Android uh, mm-hmm. set of products, but. Um, Uh, You know, learning how to develop Android, learning why they did the things they Mm -hmm. did, and and getting those type of insights is is absolutely invaluable. Mm -hmm. And to get those for free on YouTube or get them live streaming was definitely worth the three Mm -hmm. vacation days every year.
0: What I love about this conference – well, what I love about all conferences is being an analyst. Uh, Absolutely.
1: I I definitely love that now.
0: Special treatment, special line, press analyst – uh, front, front, front row, front row, yeah. <laughs> front row, and I don't know. I mean, there were six thousand people in that in that keynote. But I, you know, when I sat down, there was like a little Ethernet cable yep. that I could plug in. Yep. I mean, that that's power very cable
1: cool. or a power strip behind us to plug yeah, into. Yeah. Like,
0: all right. So anyway, we're all set up. We're in what? Were we in like the twelfth row yeah, or something? Pr-
1: probably, probably ten or twelve. It, it, it's interesting because you say there's six thousand people there, but to me, it was a much more intimate event than that. Yeah. Because the only time I realized that there were six thousand is when I turned around. Yeah. And that was quite daunting. So, yeah, the um, the experience from an analyst perspective is is, is quite nice. It's, yeah. it's almost the same as the experience you get when you watch the keynote over again on YouTube mm-hmm. and how close that looks. That's seemingly how close we were. Right.
0: Now, er- what everyone talked about on that keynote was when uh, Sergey Brin came out. Yes. And uh, what, why don't you describe ex- what happened?
1: It ex- excitedly came out. Uh, yeah. in- in- interrupted. Um, Uh, another speaker's talk about the new features of Android, and all of a sudden it was like something was about to happen, and it was obviously the event was then on. Mm -hmm. You know, something exciting was about to happen, and all of a sudden all the screens went up to a Google Hangout that was being held in a blimp or an airplane of some sort. And you see some folks kind of just chilling out, and then they pan the screen down and realize that that they're actually
0: over top of San Francisco. Well, they weren't folks chilling out. They were guys in, like... they were hanging out in a in a hangout. Uh, well, d- <laughs> but they were in a they were in. In jumpsuits or they are, you were know, in jumpsuits, yeah. right? I mean, it was clear that these guys were gonna like they were attached to things, but they also had the Google Google glasses on.
1: Yeah. Um, and that was that was fascinating. So I've never jumped out of a plane myself nor have I uh uh you know done any kind of skydiving or anything like that. So so it was really interesting to take the Google Glass experience. Yeah, let's talk about the Google Glasses first because
0: yeah. that's what this whole thing was about. Yes, right. Um Google Glasses it you they're glasses. So you yep. wear them. Yep. Uh, but they're not like ordinary glasses because they have a little camera in it they have a computer in it they're running the Android operating system yep. uh, and it's got a little overlay for you to kind of see a small little bit of things right It's got wireless it's connectivity yep. it's it's wearable computing absolutely and
1: the, the, the first real version of wearable com- computing that, that doesn't show up on, on Kanye at some you know award show mm-hmm. so but it was, it was it was definitely fascinating because it gives you the first person experience. Of that person that's wearing the, the, the glasses, and so generally, I don't get you know I I I've never in my life experienced the Mike Galtieri experience of, of, of life. I never get to see how great it is to be a good dancer and, 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 and go in. The, and, <laughs> and, and, well, and, I'll take you dancing, <laughs> well, dude. Uh, I'm uh, I'm fine with that. We can we can do that. <laughs> but um uh so so to get somebody's yeah. experience from the Google Glass yeah. is 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 absolutely fascinating, and it's
0: uh, yeah. Uh, but Mike, this is what I think is lame about this. Like, I was sitting there tweeting. This is, I didn't say lame, but I'm going to say it now. Oh, big deal. So you've got some guys, they're wearing some glasses, that have a camera on it, and they're broadcasting what they see. Right. Big deal. I've seen that in movies. I mean, the movie guys have been doing that for years. Yeah, but it's not you. It's, you know, I... I,
1: Wow.
0: So so those of
1: us that are extremely extroverted and and want people to know what we see every day... Mm -hmm. I think this is extremely powerful, and that that is an absolute target market, whether, whether I, these are... No, I've are got
0: th- you. I've got you. I mean, you know, if, if there's a $1,500 uh, pair of glasses that you can put on, you can record your experience and share it with others, I'm I'm down with that, okay? But why is this a brilliant... What makes this a brilliant technological Demo. leap? Why should we say, oh, Google is amazing because they have these new glasses. Oh, they put a camera in the glasses and they're broadcasting it. Right. I mean, that's kind of cool, but it right. doesn't... I'm not, like, blown away. Oh, they put a GPS chip in it. I'm not blown away. So, I get it. So it's... it's. And uh, why can't Apple do it better? I bet they will. I,
1: I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if they start um, mm-hmm. and I, or or have already started and we just don't know about it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is this is definitely a, a, a key spot. I mean,
0: I, I'm, I was more excited about Connect. Uh. <laughs> you know, moving your hands around. Right. Now that, yep. I was like, wow, how did they do that? Yep. And you can kind of imagine it. But the Google Glasses, it's like... You know, I thought it was a bit of a, um, and everyone loved it. Everyone it, absolutely loved I mean, it, yeah. except for me. Oh,
1: you were obviously the, the one. I've not heard a single other person that, 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 that wasn't absolutely fascinated. I, I was most fascinated by how do I maintain a wireless, a Wi-Fi connection while I'm plummeting you know, to the earth? You know, how, how do I maintain that connection? That was, that was the most exciting part to me. And actually on uh, the, the, the day two keynote, they actually took kind of a, a behind-the-scenes look. They they did the whole thing mm-hmm. again because hey, if, if if I can do an amazing demo once and, and the cl- and the fog lifts the second day, why not do it again? Mm-hmm. Let's throw some folks out of a plane. But mm-hmm. um, uh, so the second day they showed you know the the array of of uh, wideband or or whatever type of Wi-Fi equipment they had that was pointing at the skydivers that whole at the whole time. To keep, the, uh, to keep the Hangout alive and, and, and have everybody get that, that perspective. But, and it wasn't even just... Oh, so
0: you're telling me that behind the scenes there was a guy like pointing <laughs> an antenna to make sure yes. that... Okay, yes. all right, I, you know what? <laughs> we need to move on. Uh, but okay? it was, it was absolutely
1: fascinating, and, and I must say it set the bar. You, you call it the granddaddy of all conferences. This one definitely set the bar for the best, most over-the-top keynote. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to see what Apple has up their sleeve next. But I year. think we
0: should tell everyone why, because these guys did jump. Okay, they eventually they did jump on the on, from the plane, yep. and we did see what they saw, and they came down on parachutes. Those those like military things, they can control them.
1: Yeah, they look like birds.
0: Yeah, they landed on the roof of Moscone. Yep, and they had cameras showing this whole thing to us, and eventually they undressed. Not completely, know, but not completely, but you know, enough to but keep that it, would have been that amazing. Would, that would be, yeah. And then they ran down the hallway to the Moscone and onto the stage. So I mean, I'll, I'll admit that it was dramatic and it was fun and it was exciting. Uh, but that's all I'll admit.
1: Uh, I, I think the technology was outstanding. It was it was a great re uh, you know re uh, announced to the public of the Google Glass. Uh, you know, we'd seen some YouTube videos of it before where we thought at the end of the YouTube that the guy was going to uh, jump off the top of the building, in which he didn't. This time they actually did, and, and, and it, was, it, was, it was fascinating. All right, so, so
0: let, me ask, let, let me ask you for a recommendation for yes. an application developer. Yes. If you're an application developer and you're working at some big company in a cube, like writing code, right. okay, but you want to get rich, Yep. okay, and so you want to do stuff on the weekends to get rich. Should they write like a traditional mobile app, or should they spend $1,500 for the Google Glasses and write an app for Google Glasses?
1: Yeah, today you're going to want to sk- uh, stick to the mobile apps because yeah. this is obviously a you know a frontier that's still a little little ways away. We still have to wait for a platform to to develop for uh, enablement of these apps on the Google Glass. You know, for the for the folks that were at the conference, they do get to pick up a, a, a pair of Google Glass for $1,500. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know if it was limited, but I definitely heard of a lot of folks picking up two and three pairs apiece. Mm-hmm. And so there will be a lot of these out there. There will be apps being, being created. If you've got the financial backing to create an app that's, uh, that, that doesn't have to, to, to be successful in the next six to eight months, then it might be a, a good thing to do to be first, first to market and, and establish good mind share market share that way. But, uh, but if you want to continue to making money today... Uh, mobile is the way to do it and uh, you know and, and, a, and a smartphone/tablet slash app is is currently still the best way to do
0: it. Let me ask you another question cuz another thing that they announced that I was excited about and I was impressed with is Jelly Bean, sure. the, the new operating system. Sure. But I wanted to quiz you. I want I mean you're would you say you're an Android expert? I I, I would say yes you are. So okay, I'm going to ask I you this question. <laughs> so um Counting backwards, what are the different operating systems? Jelly bean, Jelly bean,
1: uh, Ice Cream Sandwich. H is for Honeycomb. G is for Gingerbread. Uh, e is for Eclair. E F G. I guess I forgot FroYo, Frozen Yogurt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, Google's got a really interesting yeah. way of naming their operating systems yeah. after after uh, desserts.
0: So. But I, I was I was impressed with Jelly bean. It just looked very. Good. Smooth, it yes, very smooth. Yeah, project and,
1: uh, Project Butter is uh, is their new new user interface uh, project that, yeah. that makes it extremely responsive, extremely jitter free to the point where they had to put some pretty high priced cameras on a Ice Cream Sandwich device and a Jelly Bean or a, a Jelly Bean device mm-hmm. to, to to show you pixel by pixel how much smoother it really was, which tells you that, that the Ice Cream Sandwich display is pretty good. But they've, they they have realize that one of the big defining differences between Android and iOS is iOS has always been extremely responsive, extremely snappy. They can do that because they don't have to worry about background processing of, of, of services in the background. They're generally single-threaded with a few exceptions, whereas Android is an open platform that lets you do whatever you want. So you have to handle whatever folks want. I mean,
0: what do you, what do you think now? Like comparing iOS and comparing... Android Jelly Bean. Yeah. Or, or do you, would you say they're on par now?
1: From a from a hardware and from a platform perspective, I I believe they are on par. The, the the big glaring difference is the ecosystem, the the app ecosystem that drives these devices, that makes my 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 wife and my mother want to go out and get one of these one of these phones is is the ecosystem themselves and the apps within that ecosystem. So so that's that's still the key differentiator. To go back to your previous question of do, when folks want to make money developing apps, iOS is still the platform to do it. iOS still pays the most money. But um,
0: I'm thinking, you know, I'm thinking, you know, how that people are saying mobile first. Sure. Like, all right, so everyone gets that, everyone says that, but maybe it should be Android first because it's it's not it's not mobile first anymore. It's like iPhone first. But if a client, a Forrester client, were to ask you, Hey, Mike, I want to develop an amazing app. Yep. Should I develop iOS first? Android first? Both? Simultaneously? It all, de- it all depends. Oh, it all depends. Come yeah, on. you know, that's pretty
1: much the worst an- answer an analyst can give is yeah. I, what I've learned. Yeah, that's what I'm, and uh, that's what I'm saying yeah. now, so give
0: me an answer. I mean, what, or what does it depend yeah. on? Yeah,
1: so, I mean. so, so it depends on, you know, it, once again, it goes back to the user experience that you're wishing to convey on your users. OK. So iOS, I only have to develop for one phone and one size and one pixel density and one mm-hmm. screen resolution. Same thing for tablet, Tablet only one size. Whereas Android, I've got a multi-way matrix of screen sizes, and densities, and OS versions. Yeah. All of these multiply on top of each other means I'm going to be spending a whole lot more time in designing my layouts, designing my screens, than I am doing my business logic. That same time on iOS is spent collecting a paycheck because you've you've done it one time. Mm-hmm. It's in the marketplace and it's working. So, but
0: but I'm, I I and I that, that's a reasonable calculation. But but wouldn't the flip side of that be that there's more Android phones out there because Android has exceeded iPhones in terms of devices shipping. Yeah, worldwide. And, I think I think
1: they said it at at I O that they now they now activate a million devices per day. Right. Which is uh, absolutely a million devices per day. Uh, Absolutely outstanding. Yeah, it's 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 flabbergasting because you know there's at least a million people on the planet, if not more. So Mm -hmm. well, um, let me ask
0: you a quick question: How many people on the planet total? Total world population?
1: I have absolutely no idea. (laughs) Seven billion. Okay, fair enough. And so that's that's uh, that's an order of magnitude above the 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 million devices every day, but. but you know it's 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 absolutely fascinating. So so back to your point of you know should I go Android first? Even though they're in it, they do have a dominant worldwide coverage, uh, the, the the markets that, that spend a lot of money North America, Europe, they, uh,
0: they, they they still spend their money on iOS devices. Yeah, yeah, and uh, but it, I mean it's I mean it's, it's fair to say though that it's an iOS and Android world still. A hundred
1: percent. Let's yeah.
0: talk about development approaches. Yeah, sure. Um, because you know, I, I said before I wanted to ask you. I, I mean, can I call you Mr. Native? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I definitely, I definitely have a large bias towards great user experiences, okay. and 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 up till up to now, the really great user experiences yeah. are generally native ones.
0: Because there's, I mean, there's a lot of interest in HTML5. Sure, and there should be. Uh, HTML5 and then JavaScript libraries such, such as PhoneGap that, yep. that Adobe bought and Sencha Touch and jQuery Mobile and now Dojo's doing something and, yep. and there's others as well. Um, and the appeal of the HTML5 to develop a mobile app is that it'll run on Android and yep. it'll run on multiple devices. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and with native, on the Android you have to program in Java using the Android SDK. Yep. In iOS, you have to use Xcode, yep. and you have to know Objective-C to do that. That's right, that's right. Um, w- which seems like a lot of work to support both platforms. But but what is the... De- so? And you're saying the user experience is the deciding factor?
1: Yeah, so obviously, if, if I'm going to write uh, an application that wants to make use of everything available to me on the device, so processing power, video processing power, uh, the, the accelerometer, the GPS device, everything that's there both today and coming up, I need to program directly to the, the device itself, and that, and that speaks directly to native. Now, with that being... But I can st-
0: use the GPS through you know JavaScript and through...
1: Sure. There's there's a lot of libraries such as PhoneGap and, 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 and Titanium from Accelerator that allow me to do a, a JavaScript, a Java bridge, to access native functionality on the device. The problem is if something new comes out, uh, NFC, for instance, which is coming yeah. out on a lot of the new devices.
0: And NFC is near-field communication. It's a chip on a phone where you can... Uh,
1: Be near something and have communications. Well, near,
0: it's like, I think it's within a centimeter.
1: Uh, it's very, very, very close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's like
0: you can tap a phone and it exchanges your music. Sure. Or, or a Google wallet. Yep, to pay uh, for things. To pay for things, you tap your phone... On, on this little uh, device, yep. like credit card thing, and it just automatically takes the money yep.
1: out. And there's that, there's a lot of really cool things going on there. Well, but there's also uh, Siri.
0: There's uh, also voice recognition. Yep. That, so uh, you
1: know, to get access to a lot of those things, the the the, the JavaScript libraries are, have come a long way. And are are generally pretty quick to pick them up, but it's still a bridge, and so that you have a, a, a small bit of performance uh, implications. But it also takes time. So so when NFC came out, we had to wait for PhoneGap to include the NFC support in there. So mm-hmm. if you're very particular about as new functionality comes out on the device, mm-hmm. I want to take advantage of that instantly and right. be a thought leader, market leader in my application, which a lot of these great experience apps are, you really need to be native so you don't have to worry about waiting for the, the JavaScript libraries to kind of catch up. Yeah. Um, also, if I want to make perfect use of screen sizes and, uh, and have a, have a, a pixel-perfect representation, if you will, yeah. it's tough to do that in HTML. Now, it's, it's not impossible, and it's getting easier and easier. Actually, the day two keynote at I.O. showed uh, Cirque du Soleil has an absolutely amazing uh, mobile application that runs on the tablet that interfaces with the accelerometer. I can move around. I can... Uh, you know, I, I as as I move, I can actually change my point of view within the application itself. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some some really amazing experiences have been created. On HTML five, it's just that it's a lot tougher, especially once again on Android with, mm-hmm. with the multiple devices, multiple screen sizes, et cetera. Because mm-hmm. now I instead of dealing with actual pixel widths and, mm-hmm. and pixel dimensions, I'm dealing with percentages of the screen and, and all of the things that we dealt with when we had multiple browser sizes a few years back. I so, have
0: another theory. Sure. That it's also not easier. Because a lot of people say, oh well HTML, JavaScript's not easier, but that's kind of a jumble. it's, just, it's like a, a different. It's, it's, it, right. yeah, it's, that, it's, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, not, it's
1: not an easier problem to solve. It's a different problem right, to solve. So if, if I have great uh, HTML5, CSS3 JavaScript chops, you know I, I, I've known some really, really good JavaScript developers in my time. those guys are probably a lot better at creating a, a, a user experience. Than I would using HTML5 CSS. On the other hand, if I were to write an app myself, I'm going to sit down in Java or sit down and open up Xcode and do Objective C and write it natively because that's where my best skills are. So, you know, it's it's take advantage of the skills of you and your people as well as the best uh, implementation methods that are available to you uh, to, to develop the application. So, you know, once again, unfortunately, the answer is it depends.
0: Yeah. Well, I I think there's a lot of people who think that just by virtue of it's native that it that it's got to be more complicated. It's
1: not. And and and, yeah. and one of the things that that that's important to keep in mind is you know write once, run anywhere has been a dream for 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 years now in the computer world, and it's 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 generally write once and and, and fix a lot for all of your edge cases, and 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 the same holds true today. But the other thing is. Uh, you know, as you start writing native apps, assuming you write more than one, there's a lot of reusable componentry that comes with both Android and iOS. So, so as you write one, now I have uh, take Android for instance, you've got you've got a set of fragments that you can use, and, and fragments are basically, uh, you know, an encapsulation mechanism for views mm-hmm. on the on the device itself. So I can reuse these fragments in mm-hmm. multiple other apps. So so my time to d- to develop my follow-on apps actually gets smaller and smaller and smaller as I create more of a catalog of these code components that I can reuse over One and over thing
0: time. I noticed uh, in, in the Android SDK when I was met, you know, I, I did i proud get, of you, by the I, way. I'm, thank I'm very you, proud. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> uh, I did get very motivated by the Google I.O. And I said, I've got to download this SDK and I've yep. got to write a mobile app. And yep. I did it in one afternoon. Um, Absolutely. Now I do have you know, I, I am a longtime Java developer and yeah. so, you know, but one thing I noticed about it, and this is like a lot of development, is that there's not a lot of Java coding per se. Yeah. I mean you do have to know Java, but it's it's really understanding the the framework. How yep. it works together, you know, in this case, activities. And I think the same is true with, with Xcode, too. Absolutely. It's like, how is this put together? How yep. is the framework? And, you know, even in Android, you have the layouts, and that's XML, and, yep. and, and just understanding how all these things work together more than just raw coding. Mm-hmm. So I would say, well, here's a theory. Um, I would say that if someone has a little bit of a technical background, then go to Barnes & Noble and they can get one of those thick books <laughs> right
1: if, if you enjoy reading those I, thick I,
0: step by step no i'm I talking about like someone who maybe you know is is completely intimidated by writing these apps sure but you know maybe is a developer it's like oh mobile yep. you know but i think they could take one of those thick books and step by step walk through yep. and create a simple app i mean they're not going to
1: yeah and and that, and that's a good that's a good basis to get started with and and there's a ton you know that's one of the great things about about mobile development today. There are so many examples and, s- and the community is so broad on both Android and iOS that there's not much you can't learn just online. And so going back to our initial discussion today, the, the Google I.O. conference, most of those breakout sessions are online and you can watch them. So as I, myself, was learning was learning Android, I was a, a Java uh, programmer from a, from a long time back. So I understand Java. And to me, programming languages are all just Different semicolons. Yeah, so, I'm with you. Um, so C++, Java, you know, Objective C, whatever it is. But yeah. it, if you if you have some understanding of coding, you can watch all the all the Android conferences, and they've got ones for beginners, ones mm-hmm. for advanced, and, and everywhere in between. So there's uh, just a ton of assets online that you could use and learn. And the best way is like just like you did. Just mm-hmm. start doing it. Write something. You know, have something in mind. Write it. Mm-hmm. It'll break. Find out why it breaks. Use the tools. The tools are. Outstanding, okay, getting better I, by the day. All
0: right, I agree with you to some extent. Okay, you know who's a lot better at providing developer resources? Who's the king of developer resources? Microsoft. They are, I mean, they, they are awesome been. at it, they really are. And and like compared to Google, it's like Google is like so immature when it comes to like supporting developers, they're just like, Yeah, throw that code out there. But Microsoft is just like that MSDN magazine, I like that. You yeah, know, it's still paper too, <laughs> uh, which is cool, but. Um one other thing we should mention in terms of when we're talking about mobile apps cuz we made it seem like well gee there's native and then there's HTML but there's also this in between middle, right this yeah. in between option there's like companies that pr- uh, we call them
1: meeps yeah the, the 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 mobile enterprise application providers yep so there's there's middleware solutions out there that uh, that, that folks have been have been implementing for for a few years now there are new cloud-based versions of these. Uh, I'm I'm doing some some current research into backend as a
0: service. Name a couple of backend service. Companies.
1: Yeah. So uh, so Convey, uh, StackMob, Parse, Parse yeah. uh, UserGrid. You know, I I believe used Parse in, in the application that you wrote. Yes. Uh, Parse is used by my favorite app of all time, Hipmunk. That's uh, your favorite
0: app of all all, uh, all time. All time, it's a travel app. Yeah, right. it's
1: it's yeah. It, if you if you need to to book book a flight or book a hotel, go out to Hipmunk and uh, and 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 they use Parse in the back to yeah. to create their app. So yeah, so the, the 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 middleware providers, the 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 backend as a service guys, these guys make writing your apps and integrating with a with a backend a lot easier. Because mm-hmm. what we found is is mobile developers are really good at writing front ends. But the last thing they want to do is worry about setting up application servers, setting up databases. How do I do my data modeling? How do I create a RESTful API and do that well? You know, back into the service that your your conveys and parse and stack mob, they are outstanding at doing that for you and getting all that out of the way and making your life as a developer a lot easier. Yeah,
0: I think I've been hearing a lot about that too, because a lot of the apps have been very lightweight. They they don't do much heavy lifting. It's just like it's mostly client side code. Yep. Uh, but now businesses really want to connect back their business processes Absolutely. to these front ends, and they need, you know, so now they have to think about the back
1: end. Absolutely. Um, so, you know, how do I take my CRUD on my device mm-hmm. and take those same CRUD operations back into my enterprise? And that's, right. that's, that's, that's the hot spot right now, and that's what we've got some, uh, some research keyed up and uh, coming out very soon.
0: Yeah. So uh, let me ask you one more question about this development. Um, how big of a team do you need to develop a mobile app, say a banking app? Yeah. So (laughs) on the front end and then the back end. Yeah. So it's uh, do do not no, before you go on. Do not say it depends. (laughs) uh, (laughs) I'm trying trying (laughs) as hard as
1: I can not to say it depends, but um, it it could be one person. You know, it just it depends on how soon you need to get to market. Um, what type of of skills your one person has you know most folks are either very good at the front end or very good at the back end very good designers or very good low-level coders and I you know there are the rarities that have a a good combination of all of that so if you have it if you have all of that and you don't have a daytime job that's holding you down you can create a mobile app all by yourself on the other hand if you want the expertise of you know of how do I, you know, how do I do my, my secure network transactions back to my back end banking? you know, infrastructure and how do I, you know, wrap transactions such that they can be rolled back and things like that. That's gonna be, you know, your back end guy and your front end guy right. is gonna be more concerned with, you know, what's the best way to lay out this information in the simplest way to make a great user experience. And mm-hmm. so I've I've mentioned this twice now and I know you're a you're a big fan as well, Mike, yeah. but it's all about the user experience. Yeah. You know, Apple and, and, and the and the mobile platforms have created this idea in in the consumer has absolutely bought into it mm-hmm. that the it's all about the experience. It's not about functionality anymore. It's not about, you know, all of the all of your old uh, grandfather's technology companies pushing functionality in your face mm-hmm. uh at the expense of the experience. It's just the opposite. It's so you know, let's have a great experience at the expense of, you know, 100% functionality. So
0: Mike, um before coming to Forest, you yes. were at IBM. I was. Yes. And you ran you, you were a developer, but you also Managed or, or ran development teams that created mobile apps. That's correct. So, what would you look for in hiring a mobile developer?
1: Uh, is, so it's interesting. I, I, I'm probably a little bit different here, but I want I want somebody that's that I can almost hang out with every day. That you know, because a lot of folks have good chops, and so you know, a good developer, a good Java developer, from a bad de- Java developer is is almost shades of gray at this point. Um I want somebody that's got a willingness to learn, a willingness to adapt and that we could just hang out with in a room and uh, you know hash out hash out the problem that we're trying to solve because these days programming is more about problem solving than it is about writing code. so I'm not right. I'm not as big on... And learning uh, the frameworks. Learning you know. the frameworks. And, and they change and constantly. Roll, right, rolling with them. Yeah, you know, just, because what, yeah. three years ago, if we were having the same discussion, we'd be talking about the, you know, how great RIM is and you know, yeah. let, how do we do our BlackBerry development. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden now, you know, if you find somebody with a BlackBerry device, it's mm-hmm. almost laughable.
0: Well, you know what, that's a good segue. Because yeah. I want to talk about... You know, we talked about Android. We talked a little bit about iPhone. But who are the other contenders? Now, I mean, do you agree that... I mean, Well, I mean, I think BlackBerry's done. I just. What do you think of
1: that? I I, I, I agree. Uh, you know we. Uh, uh, I I don't want to stand here and give give the final eulogy for for, for BlackBerry, <laughs> but it's uh, you know it's I you know if I'm writing apps, I'm not going to be focused on that as is as my top three, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, what I'm, are your top three? I'm, I'm obviously going to include iOS, uh, Android. And, 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 at this point, if I were to go to three, I would go to, to, to the, to the Microsoft platform. No, to, to I,
0: I do agree with you on the Microsoft as the third. Uh, but, but I, I want to see why you think that and it's compare Cause I, I think that, um, because because if you look at the numbers, Microsoft has a very low share. Yep,
1: and, and, um, it, and but that's consumer numbers, and so right. so one place where Microsoft has an outstanding opportunities within the enterprise simply because they've got such an entrenched user base in the enterprise. Yeah. Are what, you talking what, about mobile devices? I, well, I'm t- no, I'm talking about I'm talking about desktops at this point. They've, you know they've got so many desktops, and they and they've got so many back in uh, server side. Uh, yeah. functionality that's running Microsoft platform. And so the hope is that they'll get their mobile strategy aligned with that such that it's very easy to create Windows mobile apps.
0: Well, the BYOD seems to uh, blow that out of the water. Blow that out of the water. Be, uh, bring your own device. Yes. Um, yeah.
1: And um, so, you know, so, so if they're going to succeed, it almost me, has to happen in the enterprise.
0: Well, let me tell you why I think they, they may succeed. Number one, Metro is beautiful.
1: Uh, it is it is I, Metro I is it's beautiful uh, okay. I, I've been told that many times <laughs> <laughs> well I just told it to you twice there so, you go. <laughs> um, but
0: it really is a it's a differentiated beautiful interface so I think they've done it a is. good job
1: yes. yeah I mean it's, it's very pretty yeah, I the, agree.
0: and the problem though is that you know they're they're late well but I don't think they're late they have no momentum and the reason is is because it's it's kind of hard to adopt But here's what I think they have going for them. Um, Do you know what the world population is? I asked you that before. I think it's 7 billion. That's right. It's 7 billion. (laughs) But there's fewer than a billion people who have, like, smartphones and tablets, right? So there's a whole world out there. There's a whole opportunity. The device innovation is rapid. Sure. Uh, People get new devices. Uh, There's a lot of Nokia brand value. Worldwide, yes. Worldwide. I agree. So... I, you know, remember iPhone came from nowhere? So I think, I think we're still early here. I think it's anyone's game. And I think Microsoft, though, and I'm not trying to pump them up or, or anything, but sure. I'm, I'm just trying to argue that they are the third. Yep. The, the third uh, player, yep, and, I, they, and their developer community yep, is, I, is strong. Yeah, so.
1: I, I agree that they are, they are the third player. Uh, I would almost argue that uh, I would hate to lump in iOS phones and tablets into one and android phones and tablets into one i would almost say uh, ios smartphones are one ios tablets are two android devices because the the tablet strategy hasn't really played out yet although Mm -hmm. you know maybe on a future show we can talk about the galaxy uh the 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 nexus 7 because that's a amazing device and that's a beautiful device that device is actually
0: inexpensive. it's a very
1: yes exactly yeah. a great size and has, has caused me to actually stop using my iPad for a bit which is which is a statement you know in and of itself wow. yeah um, but um, but so I would say you know iOS phone iOS tablet Android devices and then you know Windows because I you know it's mm-hmm. a, 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 a mobile about, strategy okay. you shouldn't cover both but phones let's and go tablets.
0: back to the developer sure sure D- you know we, I asked you before like if you're a developer and you want to get like mobile riches yes Um is is there some strategy where it's like you know I'm going to go for the Windows phone because there's fewer apps so I can be found more is right. that is that valid, or is
1: that just... Uh, from a com- consumer perspective, I really don't see any value at all in, in, in developing Windows apps today. Uh, I, there's just there, there there's not a lot of money in it. But what I would say I is... Th-
0: actually, there might be money in it. Didn't I hear that Microsoft was going to pay people, give you people to develop apps? <laughs> yes, they're going to give awesome. you money. Yeah.
1: Um, but what I would say is there is definitely a benefit in becoming a well-rounded mobile developer. You know, understand yeah. mobile concepts. Understand the fact that, you know, networks come in and out, and you're... Uh, GPS might not always be available or you might have differing levels of, of, uh, of, of GPS availability so understand that uh, that you know how I create you know, how do, I, how do I interact with activities on Android might be a little bit different in how I interact with individual views on, on iOS, but at the right. high level, it's, it's still, uh, you know, an MVC, a model view controller type layout. Mm-hmm. And understanding an overall architecture of doing your mobile development will enable you to quickly ramp up on Windows if I it becomes two, a player.
0: I think there's two strategies sure. that you could have as a developer. One, and let me see if you would agree with this. One is that you go where the money is. So in other words you you be flexible the way you were just talking about but it's like all right if everyone's shifting to Android I'm going to learn that skill sure iPhone you know whatever it is I'm just going to go there right because that's that's where the money is yep. the other one though is to take the risk i mean when iPhone first came out who the heck's going to develop a, an app for iPhone right. everyone you know <laughs> cuz i rem- remember that time people apple can't do a phone that's ridiculous you right. know so i guess then there's that risk taking sure. where you can you know adopt that new technology Um, Who else? Uh, There's rumors that other People there are there are rumors and,
1: and, and, and I have heard rumors that, that that Amazon wants to get into hardware hardware business, well, which
0: they are already. Uh, but the, you mean the phone?
1: Well, and and, and and have their own phone. Uh, that's that's definitely a, a viable opportunity. Would they
0: use the Android operating system?
1: Well, they have up to now. You know, their their tablets, the the, the Kindle Fire uses a, a version of Android, a very a very divergent version from the from the the, the main root of Android, but uh, but it is it is still Android, uh, mm-hmm. on their tablets. Would they use that on their phones? I don't know. Um, you know, that, that, that kind of uh, sets, a, sets a stake in the ground as far as where their hardware is at with regards to what operating system it's running. So it, it makes it easier for folks like Google to come out with a new tablet and throw their new Jelly Boon OS on it that makes things a lot prettier and a lot smoother at the expense of all the others that have implemented tablets on previous versions of the OS. Um, especially ones like Amazon that have forked it so much from the uh, from from the mainline code so um, would they use uh, the Android OS I don't know that that's important the important thing is is to create a a piece of hardware that is very usable, has a very natural user experience, and has an app ecosystem. You know, creating that app ecosystem. Well, Android is, has the
0: app ecosystem, so why, uh, why create a new
1: one? Um, so, so Android has one, iOS has one. You know, trying to do all that again. That's Microsoft the, has one. Microsoft uh, is has trying one, to sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah Rim will yeah. pay you to. What to,
0: about to, Facebook? Some people said Facebook may.
1: Yeah, so Facebook was them. was trying to get into the mobile game. I think Facebook is still struggling on on having its main. Uh, main IP be, be mobile enabled itself. So, you know, Facebook needs to realize they have a ton of user data. Um, they have a ton of user interaction data. And maybe the best way to present that on mobile isn't the same uh, as what they do on desktop. And so, so I think if they, if they make a huge play into creating a new, innovative, natural user experience, uh, I, I, I think that would be huge for Facebook and almost a reinvention of them on mobile. I would love to see that mm-hmm. happen.
0: Now, one thing that uh, Google has done recently, in fact, they announced it at, at the conference, is they're sort of in the hardware business now where they have Google-branded phones.
1: Right, the Nexus line.
0: And this, uh, this phone that I'm ha- holding in my hand right now is gorgeous. Yeah, the, the, um, the Galaxy Nexus. And they actually gave uh, the Galaxy Nexus, uh, the tablet, Yep. and the then what's that spherical thing? Yeah, like the, uh, the the
1: the Whatever.
0: Let's not even. That,
1: that's 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 a centerpiece of my home entertainment system right now. Seriously, it, it absolutely is,
0: dude. That's not going to be in
1: like a week. I know, it's but stupid. it's it's really fun. No, you know but, what? It's, but, it's 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 targeted at a very niche audience, and so that's that's the tough yeah, spot. Yeah, targeted but, um, for you. Oh, I mean, for, yeah, for me and my 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 three friends, and uh, for who, <laughs> who, it
0: would be targeted for people who take a week off to, to, watch, to watch Google, the Google I/O. I get that, but. Um, but it, it seems like one of the, the the weaknesses of Google is that, as you were saying before, they, they have to support all these hardware devices. And yeah. that's put them at a disadvantage yeah, against sort of a control freak like Apple. That's right. Who says, you know, we have our own hardware, we have our own software. That's right. And… So I think their strategy now is that they're going to have. What are they calling this? Like their reference platform?
1: Yeah, it's it's the the Nexus line, and and and, yeah. and rumor has it. I don't know that it's been uh, that they've officially come out and said, it, but they're going to have you know th- five phones, you know five yeah. Nexus phones from from five different and, providers. I mean, Do you agree
0: that this is gorgeous?
1: It's absolutely gorgeous. This um, is
0: this is three hundred and forty-eight dollars yeah. unlocked. Yeah. Okay. You know, how much is the iPhone unlocked? Six hundred or something? Yeah, i I mean, I love this. I just love that these big guys are competing with each other because uh, we're gonna win. I was
1: gonna say drive down pricing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And and we're seeing uh, with uh, Virgin Mobile uh, creating some plans, uh, some some plans that don't let you lock in. Like you buy right. the phone unlocked, and yep. you get the SIM, t- and that's what I did with this when when Google uh, uh, gave it to us. Mm.
1: Yeah, I actually so, so i've've I've had that phone uh, since the day Google put it out yeah. um, and, and hopefully I've, I'm not declaring my allegiances too much here but uh, um, I, I've been a I've been a fan unfortunately I'm on I'm on Verizon so I'll probably have to wait quite a long time to actually get the jelly bean OS yeah. uh, on my phone but uh, you know i I have it on my on my Nexus Seven, the, the seven-inch mm-hmm. tablet, and so you know that experience is, is absolutely fascinating, and and I, I'm I'm I really really enjoy the the Jelly Bean OS.
0: So let me ask you, uh, you know to, you know in closing, yep. where do you um, where would you like to see the mobile market go, uh, in terms of devices, any device innovations or development innovations? I mean, is, is the future of mobile development still Java with these? Pretty hard to understand frameworks. Uh. So
1: you know, I I don't I don't know. I I would definitely not say the future of, of mobile development is in phones. Um, I I think the uh, I think that you know m- connected devices are going to be are going to be everywhere. We're going to we're going to have a, an an internet of devices. So where I would love to see is in car. Uh, devices because I think it's a a travesty to consumers that we're still dealing with 1980s hardware with regards to our heating cooling and audio video system in cars. Uh, We have amazing technology I don't understand why when so many people have tablets today I can't buy something that just plugs my tablet into my car and runs everything from there I shouldn't have to have a separate uh, Sirius XM subscription on my device and then in my car and in my wife's car why can't I just take my tablet with me and plug it in? So things like that. Things like uh, in my house, uh, I should just be able to plug things in. I know. So,
0: so what you're saying is that it, it's not necessarily about the phone, but it's the Internet of Things. That's correct. It's yes. just more connectivity. Yeah. So, and, so uh,
1: think about mobile not from your devices being mobile, but think about mobile as you yourself are mobile. So how do I interact? You know, when I come to work and I see you, I normally smile because I'm like, hey, you know, here's a, a friend of mine. We probably have some things in common. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw on Twitter he, out, he went out dancing last night, so I want to talk to him. These, mm-hmm. these <laughs> are the natural things that we talk about, but our devices don't enable us to do that in any way. I want to, I want to start to see our devices start to make those type of interactions happen with complete strangers on the train. Um, you know, they should, they should all of a sudden pop up and say, hey, you and the guy sitting next to you both went to, a, you know, a great Ivy League-S school uh, like, like like Case Western Reserve <laughs> University. Um, but uh, it, 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 should, it should do that and, and, and start to create these human interactions. Yeah. And so that's really when we're gonna start to have the, uh, the, 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 the singularity, if you will, of, of humans and, and computers See, working I, together. I,
0: I mean, I agree with that, but it, the, the, the ecosystems, though, are so separate. You've got the Google ecosystem and, and, and the Apple, iTunes ecosystem. You know, so it's, it's almost, you know, I was thinking yesterday, these are like countries. <laughs> like, you, you, you know, yes. you're a citizen of a certain country. Yeah. You're, you're kind of a citizen of a certain ecosystem. So I, I agree with these connectivities, but I think there's some challenges there. Here's what I think is going to be, uh, in addition to what Absolutely. you said, yes. which is huge. And I'm going back to the Google Glasses. Right. Because um, it's really barbaric to think that your hands can't be free when you're walking around. I mean, yep. walk down the street, walk to the train, everyone's down. Yeah. They're like worshiping this little piece <laughs> of glass or whatever it is with their head down. Sorry, I, I, I went away from the mic there, <laughs> but, uh, um, but that's like barbaric. I would love to put on glasses. I don't care how geeky I look, okay? You're walking, you're talking, the way you answer a call. You know how that in, in the Google, uh, the new Google phone, you just say Google? Yes. And then, you know, you say something, it's got some cool voice recognition. I just want to do that to my glasses. Yep. And then my hands are free. So I actually think that Google glasses, and not necessarily Google glasses, but wearable right. uh, in general, you know, is going to be huge. And I'm, I'm sure that Apple and, and uh uh, Microsoft and and others are working on that.
1: As yeah, well. no, I, I I definitely agree, and I definitely think that's the that's one of the next uh, progressions in this. You know, then add in things like augmented reality, mm-hmm. uh, and, and and some of the cool things like uh, folks like Erasmus and, and and others layer are 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 doing with creating platforms around that. And now mm-hmm. I can take these these devices that, like you say, are on me with me at all the time, and and throw up a, another layer of data over everything I see, mm-hmm. and then. If you think about that, the very next step is now the, the Matrix. You know, now I have attached things to my the matrix, nervous. You Matrix the movie? The Matrix the movie. We yes. all become
0: batteries. <gasps> that was a spoiler. Uh, <laughs>
1: um, yeah, we'll have to we'll have to cut that one out of this. Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, so you know, when, once once I do that and attach to my my you know optic nerve and, and start to instead of having to wear something. Just have that data implanted into what I see and what I consume every day yeah. as a human. You know that, that that's kind of the next step. That might be you know more than more than six to nine months out, but uh, but you know it's it's probably I, I really really believe that's that's something we'll see in our lifetimes. Yeah,
0: and the other exciting thing that I think is coming up is more use. We talked about the seven billion people. Right. Uh, There's a, a lot of people in Africa who're using feature phones, sure. and the rest of the world. Imagine when you get the information of the internet. In, in in the hands of people, because then you can unleash like human creativity, innovation. They'll have this inf- information that 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 uh, you know that really only a small percentage of people in the world have. So I yeah. mean, I think that's kind of the exciting, yeah. transformative thing that this mobile technology. Well, can I absolutely do
1: agree. As well. I, th- I think we're finally at the point in, in human civilization where where our technology is to the point where our creatives, the, the 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 true creatives in our world, can use it and harness it and don't have to be know techie geeky enough to do it so you know there used to be a, uh, a, a cross-section of really creative people and really technology driven people and only those could harness it now with what we saw at the second day keynote at, at IO with uh, with Cirque du Soleil is true creatives can use this platform to make really beautiful I think it's
0: disruptive too, to to like the powers that be oh, here's an example yes. I just read it two days ago on the Wall Street Journal have you heard of a company called Uber
1: uh, I have. Yes. They do a
0: mobile app. Yep. That basically, if you need it, uh, a, a ride, cab. Yep. a cab. Yep. Uh, so in Washington D.C., you you go this app, and it uses your GPS to know where you are. It tracks other um, livery services. Right. So not cabs, but you know limos, livery. Yep. yep. Um, and and so, guess what? A uh, Washington D.C. city councilor wanted to do.
1: Probably ban it. uh
0: n- yeah. She wanted to. She it was. She wanted to. Um, uh, put a minimum charge that was five <laughs> times the minimum charge in a taxi. Absolutely, To protect who? Yeah. To protect the people? Exactly. Or to protect, uh, you know, the, the cab drivers? So, I mean, this couldn't have been done uh, without, and, and that was developed by a, a small company, and they're putting it in other, other cities. Uh, but this is the kind of uh, disruption and power this puts yep. in our hands, if we allow it. Yes, and, and and that's another. You know, and,
1: and we absolutely should. We could probably have a whole another discussion on you know changing our our our, uh, our our pattern of thought to allow things like this, and 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 not instead of being afraid of them, you know, be very accepting and and kind of understanding the 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 power that our that that our civilization will get yeah. by allowing yeah. things like this. And by the way, know, where did livery come from? That's that's
0: a. Oh, word. I think I, it's a horse thing. That's like, what I thought. I don't you know. Is yeah. livery,
1: you know, yeah. kind of a, a horse thing. Okay. You've been listening to the Forrester Technopolitics
0: podcast. Read more about the technology fuel disruption and join the discussion at blogs.forrester.com.